Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the I Don't Get It Podcast. This is Naz, obviously. And this is Ashley. And Lauren's not here today because she was doing Hunter's mom's hair and it was more of a job than she anticipated. <laughs> Yeah, but also like so questioning whether or not that's a valid excuse because we all know Lauren. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. She's like, well, I could do hair or I could do podcast. Yeah, uh, she's like, no, hair. no, but um, she loves doing her podcast, guys. Don't think otherwise. But, you know, she, she doesn't mind taking off a week or two. No, she doesn't mind. I fucking love Lauren. Anyways, um, so in place of Lauren, well, actually, we were always going to have Nick come yeah. on. Yeah. But um, Ashley, I guess you explain it because this was your idea. And I think it's a great idea. And I'm super stoked for today. Okay. So for about the past year, Nick's been doing these Sunday questions with Nick on his Instagram where, you know, you guys just submit mostly relationship questions, but like life questions. And you get you you get uh, Nick's interpretation of the situation and he's usually always so blunt as so many people like to point out and i do as well he was so blunt with me in paradise in 2016 when he said you're never going to be with jared so that's the kind of advice that he gives he doesn't give a lot of wiggle room so i thought that i would screenshot some of his questions with nick and then naz and i would kind of give the girl's point of view and nick would give his point of view and uh, we'll see how we differ you know it's all it's all going to come down to gray area and some would like to argue that the advice that he gave me was probably good because there's a lot of situations where you shouldn't even give yourself a gray area. Right, Naz? Like, you should, like, I need to move on. Like, if you need, if, like, it's not happening in a relationship, like, you should probably move on. Even if, like, one day in the future it happens, like, the best thing for your brain, your soul, is to move on. Yeah, but easier said than done, right? Oh, so just yeah. telling someone to move on, which is I think where Nick and I differ is like I don't even think most of us are biologically made up to do that. I, I mean, obviously totally you can put in a agree. lot of work, which I have in the past couple of years as far as like, I, and not to sound weird, but like quantum physics. And I'm reading this book now called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is incredible. And it basically states that like everything you think actually does create the real world around us. So like when Nick tells someone like, oh, just don't think about it. Yeah. It's like, I agree with him because of this theory that like, I think our thoughts truly a hundred percent manifest our real world. I but then I'm like, that. but that's not how the mind works. I you agree. I mean? That's not how the heart and mind works at all. Like I exactly. want to know. And remember, I was mad, Ashley, when Nick gave you advice. Oh yeah. I remember. remember. I was so angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think about, you, you know, he tells people just stop thinking about them like just move on i'm like okay but wait 
for you? Like, can you do that? Just shut it off the way that you claim we should? Craziness. So let's Which get is, him- what It'll be a great, yeah, it'll be a great question for him because... You know, we have heard him talk about people he's been interested in in the past. Yeah. So, and yeah. we know that he's like an anxious person, and he overthinks everything. Every he's yeah. That's why I think we love Nick so much because he has. I think he does understand the female psyche to a certain extent, uh-huh. but like it's almost like men will never know what it's like to be a woman truly. But um, but he. Yeah, I don't know. I think he understands it to a certain extent, but I agree that he will sometimes overthink or make mistakes that i have done you know when i really like someone yeah i agree okay let's get him on the phone before talking about him more without him being here (laughs) okay here we go all right so nick we were talking about you a little bit before uh you came in we were just talking about you know how you do the questions with nick and how sometimes like you are very black and white with questions with nick do you think you are as black and white when it comes to advice off Instagram because obviously like when you're doing like slide 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 you have to be concise well yes um questions with Nick on my Instagram is is similar but different than ask Nick on my podcast okay. which is already I know confusing from a branding standpoint but a distinct difference basically ask Nick on my past past on um, podcast is the long form version of what I do on my Instagram. Um, Yes, it's like there's a certain kind of nuance to what I do on my Instagram and there's obviously uh, assumptions made because I have very little information to go on and I'm speaking in broad terms. uh, Obviously, as I always remind uh, anyone who's uh, an audience member of yours, there are exceptions to all the rules. Um, As I was an exception to the rule, yes. Um, but yes, uh, questions with Nick on my Instagram. Um, yeah, what I, when I answer it, I'm answering it based off of um, what the what what most people do. You know, the insecurities that most people have, and even even sometimes. Uh, with the questions again i i it's not like i have someone tell me their story and and give me specific details like on my podcast first they write in and then we we you know pick the questions we think are the most interesting and they come on and then they tell their story and i and i dig in a little bit more and through that conversation kind of like when i'm you know especially you ashley in the past you would would be having you talk and then i'd kind of ask some questions and figure out what's really going on versus like kind of what you're saying um yeah but then you'd always be like nope 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 doesn't like you nope doesn't like you i know i'm an exception to the rule um i just remember like remember that one time we were in the um what what what, ding tai fun no we were in ding tai fun oh Oh, god i'm sorry yeah apologies to ding tai fun yeah and Um, you were like and i was crying and he was like ashley it's just not gonna happen and it's just like you need to accept this (laughs) <laughs> Which I still I still stand by as a big reason why you guys are married today. 
It's actually comical how many people come to me as I'm like an esthetician or a dermatologist. I'm like, you guys, I can't give you actual like professional advice. I can tell you what works for me. And I have found something that works for me um, that I really love lately. It's called Rory. It is a digital health clinic for women. Um, There's a big component that has to do with your skin. Um, There can be dullness, redness, fine lines, acne. You guys, if you follow my skincare journey, you know that I've got melasma issues, redness, burning capillary issues, and uh, underlying acne. And finding the right treatment can be really frustrating, but now there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. It's Rory, and it's the sister brand of Roman. And like Roman, they make it simple to connect with healthcare professionals online to see if personalized prescription skincare is right for you. I am on prescription skincare. Um, And all of this can happen from the comfort of your home. Right. And a reason why I love it so much is because I actually have gone to them for skincare, Ashley. And it's funny because you really are the skincare like influencer in my head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I've never used prescription skincare. I have more like fine lines. But Rory isn't just for skin stuff. I've also used it for Latisse. Um, If you have cold sores, hot flashes, herpes, vaginal dryness, sleep, allergies, weight management, eczema. Female issues. Yeah, like excess sweating, dandruff. This is great. It's a one-stop shop because it's somewhere where you go, you fill out this quiz, they ask you all about your medical history. You upload a photo of yourself. It's so easy. It literally took me 10 minutes. And then they recommend what to send you and they'll send it to you with free two-day shipping. On top of that, they actually connect you with um, a healthcare provider. So if you have like more questions, you can like actually talk to someone. So that's why I really, really love it. And also you... Like I said, you can go on your phone or computer, complete a free online consultation. You'll hear back from a U.S. licensed health... Like I said, you go on your phone or computer, complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if it's appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. The one that I, Ashley, you you might know about it. Yeah. So they prescribed me a nightly defense treatment. It has tritinoin in it. Yeah. See, you are such a skin expert. To to this day, I can't say tretinoid very well. Okay. Um, It is the generic form of retin-A. Wow. So like a very high-grade retinol. That's amazing. So I am so excited to try it. And with Rory, what's great, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you, again, with free two-day shipping. And you can also follow up, like I said, with a healthcare professional anytime to make a change to your treatment or if you have questions. And you guys, so maybe from now on, instead of consulting with me, you <laughs> consult with an actual professional through Rory. Go to Hello Rory. It's H E L L O R O R Y dot com slash get it to try out their nightly defense, the one that that Naz is using for just five dollars. It's free to chat with a doctor, and your first order is just five dollars that is so insane hello slash get it eligibility requirements and additional terms apply and just letting you know no commitments and you can cancel anytime amazing so we were before you came on we were talking about like it was good advice at the time like even you had to let him go for jared to appreciate what he could lose i completely agree and then 
I said this before than Naz said, but it's hard. It's harder said than done. So mm-hmm. do you have advice for how to cut somebody off mentally? Because you say do it, but like how? Well, I mean, that's, could you give me, there's all, it all depends on the situation. Uh, I recently told a friend and then another person on my podcast and, and wrote about it in my upcoming coffee table book for questions with Nick, um, that just because you're sad about someone doesn't mean that they're special in a sense that we have a way if we're going through a breakup or we're trying to get over someone that we've tried, we've accepted that maybe doesn't like us as much as we do. We have a way of glorifying them, remembering all the things that we think are great about them. We even make up things in our mind that we say is great about them. And we don't ever consider the, we don't consider what we don't like about the situation. Usually in those situations, there's so many things we don't like. You could probably even go back to you and Jared, right? Like, there was a time where you were probably more frustrated with the things that Jared said and did and made you feel than you, than were happy, right? Um, and Jared's probably not the best example, but in other, I past- think this is where I think this is where I think that things are a little more gray. And I so appreciate and I love reading your questions with Nick. I just always wonder that because there's so much gray area, and of course, like you mentioned on Instagram, you don't know a lot of the backstory. But I don't know, like even... Do you have specifics other than like generally, like how do you, you know, well, you're, you asked me a general question. It was like, how do you do that right. with someone you're trying to get over? I mean, like the, 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 the general way is focus on the, like, on the reality. And usually in those situations, if you've gotten to the point where you think, I need to let this person go, I need to move on, then there is definitely things about that person that frustrate you. They definitely don't make you feel good about yourself on a daily basis. Otherwise, because you're not getting what you want from them. And so I'm simply saying that's when you should focus on those things as opposed to focusing on, but I want them. Right. And, and you, we tell ourselves that, well, if you just had them, then we would be happy, but you need to focus on the information you have in front of you. Yeah, so, I yeah. think... Again, I think, the, the, the general in Yeah, general that's sense. a general... I mean, for example, like one of the questions someone asked you this weekend was tips to move on from a relationship. It's been almost a year and I'm still struggling, which is exactly what we're talking about now. What did I say? And you said, make no mistake, at this point, you choose to think about him. The pain will let you go when you let him go. And I think for me, I guess the question I have for you, yeah. Nick, is that... Um, Of course, we, you know, it takes a lot of mindfulness practice and time and years to actually, you know, control your thoughts and like take hold of your emotions and remember that feelings aren't facts. But at the end of the day, we as humans, like at the core, all long for a sense of belonging. So when you say like you choose to think about him, I'm kind of like, well, it's sort of like how we're innately built, right? Like we just, we want the person we like to like us back. Well, yes. But what I mean by that is, Again, here's a someone who's saying, I haven't been with a person for a year, a whole year, 365 days, 12 months, 52 weeks. That's a long time. And so I understand that when you break up with someone or, or you try to, you're like, oh, this person is not going to like me. I need to move on. Yes, listen, you've probably spent a lot of time with them. You have a lot invested. You have a lot of memories. Your routine often is includes them so much so it is like it's not realistic to be like well just stop thinking about them 
right? Yeah, right. Well, that's, what I I'm guess saying, that's what I got from your answer, but I know that you had a more well, deep rooted, which is why. Well, no, we, I mean, that, my answer was here. no, let me, again, I'm talking about right after, but a year goes by. Right. And after a year, if you're still having similar thoughts and thinking them on the same way, then yeah, that is a choice. You know what I'm saying is like you've had a whole year to create new routines, hang out with different people. You know, like you haven't hung out with them in a year. You haven't spent time with them. You're supposed to have different routines. So these, you're, you, when you don't get over someone, it is a constant choice to obsess and ruminate and think about them. And you, like we get in these situations and I've been there. You're just like, well, I can't get over it. Like people don't want to get over it because they want to hang on to the memory of someone. And they actually want to hang on to the pain of missing them because that's the only thing they have left of that person. I get that and if a too. year, if a year that. goes by and you're still thinking about them, then yes, it is their choice to not let them go. Because like, there's no, there's nothing about, and I understand it's hard. I understand you're like, well, yes, but like we have stubbornly decided not to actually want to get over them. Like we choose not to get over them. It is not a matter of, well, I can't get over them. Like that person doesn't want to get over that person. Whether they say they want to or not, they don't want to because they're still holding on to hope and they're still like, well, you know, they still, you know, don't perm delete the pictures or whatever it is they're doing to create these memories. They go and stalk their Instagram page or they don't unfollow them. They, we do these little things to ourselves to like keep that person close because I we're just you're not ready to let them go. Right in a certain, I think you're absolutely right that a lot of people do that and maybe should move forward and put in like, put in actions that are going to help propel you forward. Where I don't, dis, where I disagree is that I don't think this is a, this is a blanket over everyone. Having moderated like so many heartbroken anonymous meetings, there's people that come and mourn the loss of someone from 25 years ago. So I don't think breakup, I don't think there's an algorithm to break up and heartbreak. I think when someone says they're struggling, it could be, I mean, I, when I went through my tragic breakup, Nick, if I told you I was struggling a year later, I was struggling like two to three years later and I was dating and I unfollowed him and I had no f circle of friends that were the same. And I was not stalking him on the internet. And as a basic human, it's really hard, especially when you start dating again, because then you meet other people and you're like, oh, they're not this person. I, so I think what not. you're saying is absolutely right. I just don't think it's like the blanket overall. Whoa. I don't think you can say anybody after a year that has been broken up with did not do anything to move on. Does well, that make listen, sense? I, I can't sit there and say every, the thing I said applies to a hundred percent of the people I'm referring to, but, and I don't know, uh, the breakup specific one that you're referring to. And I wasn't there with you every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can confidently assume that there were things that you were doing to yourself that, dragged it out i've had a hard breakup that I, lasted six or seven months like i i've been there I, and i'm just saying 100%, like percent no 100 percent no i though. agree Naz really she really did not try to wallow in it she really was very separate I from was it. Cold but turkey. this is but this is the I, thing nick i think for uh, maybe girls especially somebody else needs to come into the picture to completely rid the missing of somebody else uh, again, I mean, we're getting into a nuanced discussion and I, I can't sit there and say, Naz, you're wrong. I mean, I wasn't there, so I'll have to take your word for it, but I'm still going to stand by 
if I were to have been have the privilege of going back and be a ghost and follow you for this period of time, I'm willing to bet I could point some things out and say, well, you may not realize this or remember it, remember it this way, but this, what you're doing in this moment is going to make it harder for you to move on. But I don't that's know what, what that is. I'm literally telling you is a thousand percent not the case, Nick. So I think like, I, when you I go mean, in listen, and get, <laughs> but I'm literally telling you as your friend, I literally cut cold turkey did not me, unfollowed, never stalked. I dated, like, I literally looked within myself, worked within myself. And even to go back off what you're saying, Ashley, I haven't had a spark in four years with someone like I have from that past person. Yeah. So, yeah, the heartbreak is, like, lessened as the years go on. And yeah. I moved on on my own. But it doesn't take away the fact that people still struggle. And there are people that do everything uh, right. And it's still hard. And they still might not be over them even three years later. I That's mean, all I'm what, what I again? You, do you think it's possible that you have some slight revisionist history? We, I think we okay, all do about our lives. This is something we can all agree on: the rose-colored glasses of it all. Now, yeah. I just want to clarify: I don't think. Like when you said at the beginning, you're like, I think that Jared was probably making you like more unhappy than happy at a certain time and that he wasn't. You were like, Jared's not special. I remember you saying that. I was like, first off, Jared is very special. And what is so frustrating about the situation is that we bring the best out in each other. So that's that's the most exception to the rule. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. And that time, there were times where you woke up frustrated about what Jared was doing and saying, yeah. and whether intentional or not. Yeah, but it never outweighed. Time- it never outweighed the love. And the happiness. I'm not talking about... (laughs) Okay, never outweighed the love. Again, I just think this is revisionist history. You have the benefit of it because you're married and you have an amazing relationship with the guy. Wait, Nick, what do you mean by revisionist history? Is that rose-colored glasses? Going back to the time where you mentioned Din Tai Fung, there was a time we're sitting at a restaurant and you're bawling your eyes out over Jared. So you can't tell me that in that moment he made you feel great, Right. I don't I doubt that the love was still strong. Frustrated because, but my, yeah, well, that's my point. You're talking about like it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't outweigh the love I had for him. I'm not saying okay. that. I'm not yeah. saying that. It's I not actually, the love. I kind of agree with Nick. Just in that instance, like yeah. the the winter games era sort of, I agree with Nick's advice because it's like, yeah, if someone's constantly making you cry, making you feel anxiety. I agree with Nick in the sense where it's not when he says Jared's not special. It's like, well, you're just as special as that person. You should value your emotion. You know what I mean? I and again, it. exception well, well, of the rule. Yeah, you, you valued the love. You're, you're speaking about this general thing. And like, and again, you ended up being right. No, so like, but you were talking about like, well, the love <laughs> that we like have, that. you put the love, this kind of thing that you just decided was on this pedestal. And I think a lot of people do do that, right? They put this kind of thing that like our love or my love for this person is so special, right? Yeah. And so then they, they look at that love and then they see that as an excuse to um, kind of take on all this hurt and pain. And in some cases, it may not, and Jared is partly is your fault, but in some cases they take on you know, abusive actions by their partner, you know, sometimes like a dismissiveness or, you know, maybe actual like verbal abuse, or maybe it's just like they, you know, maybe that person's not doing anything wrong, but they're just, they're not getting the intention they want. And they just keep making excuses because of this love, this thing they've decided Mm -hmm. is so special. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, there's exceptions to every rule. And again, going back to your situation, Naz, I, I, I wasn't there, so I can't say, but like, even like, 
when you said you went on dates, well, oh man, it just wasn't the same. Like there is a lot of self-discipline that is required of not of not going and comparing everything you're doing to someone. And there is a level of control. Like when people say, and I, and I say this as someone who's told my dad at one point it would be easier to float in air than to not think about an ex. So I was like that delusional in terms of like, I can't not think about them. But I'm simply saying at some point, there's a discipline of saying, I can't sit there and compare every date or every conversation or every intimate moment to this ex that I'm trying to get over. That's just different situations. No, I a hundred percent agree. And I, I did, also, I definitely did not like I've gone into everything with an open mind, but I, I do agree that that is it's, it's in the sense where I even stopped dating. Right. Because you like what you need to be in a good place to date. But I, th- I don't Can I ask think you a question. Like, Naz? Yeah, I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah, yeah. When you were this person, this relationship, if I were to just say, make a list of all the things that you didn't like about them, all the things that they made you feel that were negative over, you know, not, not that they were like terrible, but just little, even little things, the littlest of things, like things you got annoyed about them, Mike, you would probably be able to make some sort of list. Now we can all make this list. Even people who are, Ashley can make this list about Jared right now. But I'm yes. saying, if I asked you to make this list, right. you could have made it. And I'm curious over those two years or whatever, how many times did you have this list that you would pull out and only focus on those negative things that they did, that they made you feel negative? My guess is probably not often. Um, no, I did because I went to therapy and I realized that I was equally as part of the breakup, that I equally took part in its demise than he did, even though he was really shitty and I was less of a shittier person. We both contributed to it. But I, I, I don't disagree with you, Nick. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is with your answer on this particular question with Nick is it, you can't just choose to think about something else. And even if you make a list and you look at it and all that stuff, it just seems a little too black and white polarized when I, all I'm saying is, is it's a little more gray. And not even for different instances, for this specific instance, if this was a person that was obsessed, that was constantly stalking them and not doing all the right things to move on, um, I'm, I'm arguing that even if they did all the right things to move on, that it would still be a struggle. It's not as easy as like, just think about Skittles, you know, or he's I, down I, the way. Like it doesn't. Well, I, I didn't say think about Skittles, but I am still, I still stand by Ryder wrote that the vast majority of people who are still thinking about a breakup a year later are doing a lot of things to perpetuate those thoughts and limit their ability to move on. Of okay. course, there's exceptions to every rule. Like, right. I, and, and I agree with you. I don't disagree I, uh, with that. I just think it's a little more gray. I, I oh. don't think it's as gray as you, you say. I mean, I, again, there's exceptions to every rule, sure. But we have to talk, if you're of, doing everything to move on, guys, if you're doing everything to move on, you can still struggle and like be really sad about a breakup years later is what again, I'm saying. Again, at the like, risk of being dismissive of what you're saying, and I apologize, and I wasn't there when you're going through this, but like, I think it's... And again, this is someone who's been in that situation who at the time was like, I'm doing everything possible to move on and I just can't. And I'm, I just think we, 
we lie to ourselves about how much we might be trying. And there's a part of us that doesn't want to let go, that does hang on, that gets used to the pain, that gets comfort. There's that line in swingers, you know, that it's just Mm -hmm. like you get used to the pain, you attach yourself to it. And then you have to learn to let that go because that's the only thing you have left of that person is to miss them. I agree with Nick here to a certain degree. Because remember how I said something about like, I miss the, there's something beautiful in the sadness. And you get to a point where it's just like, I'm feeling so intensely that like, maybe I, I just like to feel. Right. Yeah. And I 100% agree. I, it's yeah, a I'm not scary disag- proposition. Yeah. It's a scary proposition to love someone unconditionally, to love them so much that even when they hurt us, we still love them, and to have them break up with us. And it's a very scary idea to think how we could be totally indifferent to them. Even though that's what we claim that we want to get to is this total indifference so that we can move on because it's not hate. That's the opposite of love. It's indifference. And that's a really scary idea for people who are in love with someone, right? So we are resistant to that right, mind frame. because then it means that that time is now past and it's like officially yeah. over. And so I, yeah, I, I'm I, not, I don't know all the things that. that you did in that period of time, but I'm willing to bet, and I can't prove it, that there was a part of you subconsciously that was very resistant to feeling indifferent about this person. And you did things to resist it. Okay, moving I on. I don't know. For, yeah, yeah. That's, where, that's um, where we're going to agree to we're disagree. We're disagree there. Okay, so Ashley, you know how we're all social distance now and the fact that you and Lauren are on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been kind of a bummer, but I've actually found a way to still play with you guys because I think play is so important by using Best Fiends. So Best Fiends is this great like brain teaser game. It has challenging puzzle has challenging puzzles to solve cute characters that you guys can collect and it's a great way to have fun with your friends while remaining socially distant i play all the time my favorite character on there his name is howie he's so (laughs) cute and basically the point of it is you have to get as many water drops in a row without lifting your finger and by getting lots in a row you actually get to feed your fiend um and lauren Lauren loves see like lauren loves this game because she loves to give animals and like little cute creatures water like I'm not even ki- I'm not even kidding you. She gets great satisfaction with watching dogs That's drink. Hilarious. So I think that that might be like her favorite component of this game. Also, Naz yeah. and Lauren's actually in the lead. By the way, like she's so good at this. She's unreal. Like she always. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like some people just have that video game gene, and Lauren has it. But oh, yeah. it's really fun when all of us like compete and compare about who's in the lead. But don't just take it from the three of us. There's over literally over a hundred thousand million downloads on. Best Fiend, so everybody like in the world is playing. <laughs> also, like I don't know if you guys if you guys like eye candy. It's one of those games where it's just bright, vibrant in your face. It's creative. It's like you're living in your own little land. It's a nice place to get lost in, to be honest. So if you're if you're wanting to play Best Fiends, and let us know like where your ratings at because we're going to want right. to compete with you too. I also want to make no Ash and remind yeah. everyone that what's so cool about this game is you don't have to have internet to play. So you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi access or using like cell data. Um, oh, I love, I love that component. So like if you are down in a, a train, a subway up in the air, you can play anytime, any, anywhere. Best right. Fiends has thousands of levels already but there's new levels and events and characters that are added every month it's hours of fun right at your fingertips and you can play offline like nas said 
Right. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. So download Best Fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S, for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Nick, I want to know about this heartbreak that you felt like you could float. You'd rather, you were more likely to float than get over it. Is this first, what kind of catapulted you into like trying to cognitively move on? I, I think that first relationship was played a big role in how I am now. My first two breakups played a significant role, and I've probably gone too far on the other side of of uh, uh, being pragmatic about my feelings. Well, but, that's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly the root of how yeah, I Yeah, you're feel. too logical about your feelings. Right. Do you, you try again, to feel like you've your got, feelings you swung out. the oh. other way too much, Nick? One, one, once again... Uh, there are exceptions to every rule. And I, I feel like the fact that you're so passionately disagreeing with me, because I feel like I'm, when I say this to you, Naz, and I say this knowing because I've been on that side, right. it's almost offensive to say that what you felt and the pain that you felt for so long, you could have controlled. It's like, no, I couldn't have. You know, like it's it's a badge of honor in a way. We... We love so hard and, and in a way we are proud of ourselves for the pain that we feel because we've, and I, listen, have I, you could argue like I've maybe become too pragmatic or about my own feelings. Sure. But I'm simply saying if we're breaking down why we do things and, and if people are asking why they, why they still think about someone a year later, those are the reasons. Now how to do it. Yeah, I get sometimes almost every time is easier said than done, right? I'm just pointing out why they're doing it. It, it and and it it, it does de-romantic like un, it makes it unromantic, I guess you could say. Um but we have a lot of control over our feelings that we often don't give ourselves credit for. And we we uh we make it sound real nice by making it seem really romantic and it's all about the love and it's a love so powerful that we can't... We ro- yeah, we, we, we make it sound way more romantic. I don't know? disagree with your pragmatic stance. I was just saying before you got on here, I'm, I'm like reading this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and going into quantum physics and how your thoughts really do manifest. And I just go back to the fact that you can control your actions, but a lot of the times it takes a lot of years and mindfulness and practice to control your thoughts and feelings. And again, remembering that feelings aren't facts, I'm just saying that people can be making those actions and it not necessarily be changing it. And maybe you've just, maybe you're just a little more pragmatic on the spectrum than the average person, which is great, which is why these questions are great. But I believe that maybe that's why some of them, I guess, aren't as relatable to me personally. Well, yeah, but again, I'm just... Me saying... Like, do you... Uh, me, has me there say- ever been a moment where you felt like you did swing too pragmatic? Like, even, like, within dating now or in the last, like, two years of your life? Sure, but but I guess just to go back to my point, me saying... Uh, me saying it's been a year, you're the reason you're still thinking about it. I'm not saying you're a wuss and you should be over this. I'm just pointing out that if you're looking for the why, this is the why. No one's, no one's saying it's easy. No one's saying it should only be a few weeks. What's wrong with you? Right. You know, get out of your head. I'm just right. saying this is why you're doing it. How did you, know? you eventually I get, get out? How did you eventually recover from that heartbreak? 
Uh, well, part of it too is like the first one, you know, for a good six months that I was useless. I, I went too far into my emotions and, and put it all on me. And I, I didn't lose friends, but I lost, I, I self-isolated myself. I just kind of exhausted my friends with constantly and always wanting to talk about it. And there was a point where they like wanted to be there for me to the point where it's like, all right, dude, like, I mean, what do you want me to say? This That's has like been six months. Is for. Yeah, it's exactly why I started HBO. Well, and I'm sure it's, it, it, I know it's wonderful and great, but there's comes a time where, you know, I tell this story about like, my mom was my heartbroken anonymous, yeah. anonymous during that time. Every morning I'd call her up and we'd just talk about the same fucking shit every day. Right? And it was great. And she loved it. That her son, and then my dad was like, hey man, you got to get over it. But there was a point where my mom was enabling my thoughts to perpetuate my feelings. Okay. Like, and That's again, you can see this about therapy. Like some, therapy, I'm a huge advocate of therapy, but sometimes it's just like, I'll just find someone else who's going to listen to me say the same thing over yeah. and over. I think we do have to police our thoughts. There is a period in a breakup where you need to get things out. You need to talk to friends, friends who are just willing to listen so that you can vent and get things out. And then there's a period where we have to say, I need to stop doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I maybe need to start, you know, I got to go from my mom to having conversations that are people more like my dad. We're like, I get it, buddy. I understand your heart broken, but you got to start moving on, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, and, and I love my mom, but there was a period of time where I got past that point of per- productiveness and, and getting my emotions out. And then she was just kind of enabling me to keep dwelling on a th- something that the dwelling wasn't going to change anything other than make me keep feeling the way I was. Right. Do you think that possibly, not this, not for this to turn into like a Nike, a Nick psych evaluation, but do you think that possibly you are such an emotional person, like by nature, that you have almost made yourself more pragmatic and logical to protect yourself? I'm sure there is. I mean, I'm in therapy. I mean, you know, but... Um, yeah, but being in therapy, everyone should be in therapy. I think therapy is amazing. I don't think it's like a reason. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sure there, sure there has. I'm, yes, I'm... Again, my, my doing this in Questions with Nick around my podcast and becoming pragmatic, I'm sure at times has had an adverse effect on, on my personal relationships. That's because the biggest reason why I... I have been single over the years is I choose to be. It's not a lack of meeting great women or great people. I'm just finding reasons not to take a chance in a relationship. Wow. Uh, that don't include being on The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, so clearly there, there are things on my end. Sure. Um, I, that's, you know, I've, I've so sacrificed funny. my own love to help other people get over. <laughs> Nick, you really, you're a prophet. That's so funny. Cause I'm in therapy now too, Nick. And I, finally started really willingly dating and I was talking to my therapist um, and I've met a couple people that I've had like certain sparks with as of late and it's a little scary and and you know I told him sort of what I was just telling you because he's like well I feel like you haven't really given it a shot and I'm like what do you mean I've been dating for the past whatever years and he's like yeah but he's like Naz I feel like you've been watering your career plant and you haven't really watered your love plant and you haven't necessarily jumped in anything by saying yes so I decided that this is my year of saying yes like no matter how scary it is and I'm going to start going after stuff but it's interesting that 
that you were saying that, Nick, because, you know, I think often the both of us, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, you know, was always like, I really want a boyfriend. I really want a boyfriend. Um, really meaning like I want to find my person, not just anyone. But I think in in concentrating on my career and watering other plants, maybe subconsciously, just like you, I was maybe looking for things that a reason why it wouldn't fit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, everything I post in questions with Nick, there's a counter argument for or another side. And, and yes, I, I'm similar to that way. It's been easier for me to focus on my career more than relationships. And even though I want to be in a relationship, I haven't been willing to take chances, you know, but I've been more guarded for, yeah, there's right. I like mean, let someone in. I know it's hard. Do you, I mean, there's because, a bunch of reasons why, you know, whatever. But. Yeah. Because you give all this advice through Instagram, through your podcast, do you find it, do you ever find it hard to follow it for yourself? Yes and no. I mean, part of the reason why, like it's, oh, it's easier for anyone to give advice um, when they're not emotionally invested in the decision, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then once you include your own emotions, if you have something to gain or lose from a situation, it's harder to be objective. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, yeah, I take, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at taking my own advice, but no one's ever as, that'd just be weird if you were as good at, giving advice to others as you are yourself yeah. because then you then you wouldn't feel anything about anything. Hey, no. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Nick, uh, do you? what's the question that you get the most besides the whole, how do I, should I get over him and how do I get over him? What's the most, what's the second most popular question? I don't, I mean, I don't. I mean, I what do you think pops up all the time? I think that there's this one I mean, that I'm looking I, at I, right I, now. I, it says, um, I had a really good date and I haven't heard from him for three days. What are the reasons? And you said he didn't have as good of a time as you did. If he could play it cool, he's just not that into you. And speaking of, he's just not that into you. I do love the way that you are truly burger in the Sex in the City episode. He's just not that into you because you are not afraid to tell anyone, oh, he's just not that into you. And 
it can be very helpful. Uh, is that something that, like, if a guy yeah, I mean, has not... you like that. If, I mean, like, how much does he like me is a good question. Yeah. I think last week I said, you know, he says he needs to figure his life out, but he still likes me. That's always a he's just not that into you, right? Yeah, if, I said he likes you the same way he likes socks, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, he likes socks. So when, you know, we hear... Listen, we hear what we want to hear very often, Right. Uh, we know the truth, but we don't want to admit it to ourselves. The biggest liars we'll ever meet in our lives will always be ourselves, you know, no matter how honest we are. It's, we're, we're motivated to lie to ourselves every day. Um, I, I don't know if that's the number one question, but I, I think there's a, definitely a big theme that I noticed on Questions with Nick and, and my podcast is for whatever reason, and I think maybe it's just from a whole patriotic, patriarchal society, is that Women spend a lot more energy than men do worrying about how much uh, he likes me than than guys do. Hmm. I mean, guys worry about a girl they like really liking them. But guys spend more time thinking about, do I like her? And women spend more time thinking about, does he like me? Very interesting. Right? I love that reframe. That's such an incredible reframe, yeah. Nick. That should be like number one. I think women need to change It's true because when narrative. you go into a date, yeah, wow. fucking sew it on a pillow, put it on a shirt, sell the merch, Nick. You should be asking yourself when you go on a date and you really like someone and you're excited, do I even like him? You know? Because yeah. it, it is so one-sided. And I think people, I don't want to say men, women, I think people get really wrapped up in, in appearances and the idea and the potential of someone as opposed to who they're sitting across from. I feel like that statement is the new, he's just not that into me. <laughs> like, are you into him? Question yeah. mark. That's, wow. the title of the pod, that's the title of the episode. <laughs> you, you'll go on, women will go on like four dates just trying to figure out if he likes her. And I'm like, do you like him? Eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's you just know. like a contest too with us. It's just like I want him to like me. I don't really care right now if I like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then that becomes like for some for some people and some women, it becomes almost this. You know, they're they're the women who are like every guy I go out with, like after second date, I get blown off or something, and that's because their energy they're putting out is. St- only like there's an energy about like just do you like me? Yeah. Just kind of this like. Even if the girl doesn't really like him, she'll get really sad that she kind of like lost the game. And then she'll be sad yeah. about a guy that she didn't even like really much in the first place. If Which guy... pisses me off because multiple things contribute to this, such as like society's pressure on women, like our sure. body clock, everyone around you being in a relationship, the mundaneness of online dating, the lack of magic in meeting. So it's like all this stuff contributes to it. So I understand it, but I agree that it's not good. But you said energy nick so i I think i really love to talk to you about energy on a date yeah like how do you go because you said you can project that energy so what do you think is like and there's no right or wrong answer but like in your experience what do you think is like a good energy to project when you're on a first or second date with a guy as a woman like confidence yeah i mean i think lack lack of you know maybe like it's cool if it happens it's cool if it isn't like what are your thoughts I think I don't know how to answer that without just saying like some actual practical things that people can do. 
because you know it's like well just be confident like what the fuck does that mean yeah no totally we love um like take two shots of tequila like what do you think i no, i think uh anyone and if we're going to focus on what women can do to maybe uh is to have set boundaries for themselves and for the guys you know whatever those boundaries are and it's not not playing the game you know like don't just leave it up, like maybe little things. If you have a place in mind that you like, suggest a place. Um, if there's something you don't want, don't be so agreeable. I'm not saying be difficult and be a pain in the ass, but don't be afraid to just say the things that you like and say the things that you don't like. You know, I think a lot of times you'll go on a date and just be like, I just want to be cool. I just want to be the easygoing chick and like whatever, man. Like it's cool. I'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're winning anyone over by doing that, right? If I'm you're just with this. If you're just trying to be the cool chick, then you know, you're, then you're the not best, being yourself. The best you're hoping for is that he thinks you're hot and he wants to have sex with you. Right. Right? But and yeah, you might meet a guy who just finds you obnoxious. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like you're you're gonna annoy him at some point anyways. Yeah. If you if if simply speaking up and saying things what you don't like or and again, I'm not saying be difficult. I'm saying if you think something, don't be afraid to say it. Even that is setting boundaries. Like uh this is not applicable to every situation, but lots of times, especially nowadays, people are meeting other people, you know, through Instagram and social media apps that are not in the same cities, right? In the classic case of like, what if he like, should I go see this guy out of town? And then, you know, especially if I met him virtually and do I sleep over there? Do I, you know, what do I do? Like he, well, he paid for my flight and I just, is it awkward? Whatever you do. I mean, this is a bit of a gameplay, but it's still like you set boundaries by just not being predictable. So this is, again, an extreme example. But let's say for a situation you met a guy on Instagram. He lived in a different state. You've been talking for a few weeks. You FaceTime. You feel like you know each other. You're excited to meet each other. And he's like, I want to see you. Are you willing to come visit me? And you're like, sure. And he's like, I'll... I'll, I'll get your flight. Since you're coming to see me, I'll pay for your flight. And you're like, okay. And then you guys don't really talk about where you're staying, right? He just kind of assumes you're going to stay with him and you're kind of assuming. But then you're just like thinking to yourself, well, do I stay with a guy I've never actually met? And like, do I sleep at his place? And then now you're putting yourself in a situation where there's an assumption there. there. And there's nothing wrong. If you want to fuck a guy on the first date, go nuts. But I think you'd, you'd go a long way. That no matter what, even if you're dying to have sex with them, even if you meet them in, the, in person, you're just like, that's the hottest person I've ever seen. I want to jump his bones. You call him up before you go and you simply say, hey, just want to let you know, I, I got myself a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, well, I just thought you would sleep at my place. And you say, no, yeah, I just, listen, we haven't met. It's totally cool. I'm not making any assumptions, but I'm just... And you say something like this. You're very vague. And you say, I don't always go home with a guy on the first date. Now, you don't say never. You don't get specific. You just give this very vague answer of like, I don't always. So what does always mean to him? He's just like, well, that means she's done it. Now you've given him something to aim for. Now you're not a sure thing, right? 
So then you, and you're just like, listen, who knows where the weekend goes? But I just I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to stay there. And I don't want to assume that just because I'm flying there, things are have to happen. And if things don't happen, I don't want to sleep on your couch. Mm-hmm. You know, like I also don't want to play house in your bed just because I'm out of town. So I'm going to, it's totally cool. I'm going to get myself a hotel room. This might cost you a little bit it's of money. independent Fine. and I love this. Right? Yeah. And no matter what happens, no mm-hmm. matter what happens, you show up, he's the hottest guy you've ever seen. All you want to do is take his, his clothes off and just get worked by him. That's all you want. No matter what, you go home to that hotel the first night. Oh, heck yeah. Fantastic. No matter what. You're just yeah. like, I had a great time. I had a, such a great time. Going to go back to my place. And he's like, but baby, I thought we had, we had a great time. I cannot wait for tomorrow. No, yeah. matter, no matter what. You, so then you tell him. You tell him whenever it is. I don't always go home with a guy on the first night. So he knows you have, right? And yeah. then so no matter what, you go home. That means he struck out. He doesn't know who this other guy is. It's not even a not guy. It's just made up. But he goes home the first night knowing he couldn't close the deal and some other guy might have. It doesn't matter. You said we- no. He's Should we striking do another out. podcast with Nick called How to Drive Straight Men Insane? By and, then the next, <laughs> and, and the next day, yeah. if you want to like, if you want to have like an orgy or just jump his bones out in the morning, go. But he strikes out the first night and you set that, you set that barrier and all, then immediately you're just different than every other girl he's flown out before because you're what, definitely what not the first girl he's on, flown out. What's your take on like the second day? What's your take on how long to wait before getting intimate with someone you've connected with? Wait however you want. Just know that a couple things to know that uh, you waiting uh, I'm, at the risk of contradicting everything I just said. This isn't going to change the fact that if the next day you hook up with this guy and he finds sex with you to be fine, it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. It's, yeah, you've used this before. It's the movie analogy. Listen, you watch some movies, they're totally fine. You they're don't fine. rewatch them. You don't rewatch them. And other movies, you, you, you don't even finish the movie. It's terrible. And some movies, you fucking love it and you can't get enough and you watch them over and over. So if you wait a week or you wait six months, he is still going to think about what it's like, how much he enjoyed having sex with you, and no amount of waiting is going to change that. Doesn't that right? put too much now, emphasis on sex in a relationship? No, I'm saying as far as the sex goes. Now, He's saying like, because that was the question I asked. I was uh, no, yeah, that's true. This yeah, whole yeah. other thing that I uh, described, that's just like what he thinks of you as a person. Like, the, do you challenge him? Does he, do you kind of confuse him? Do you, are you... You know, because if you do that, what I describe, he's going to be like, oh, you're just like, you're just different than most chicks, you know, like, oh, you're so different. And that's the thing. Every, we're all the same. We do the same shit over and over. If you just have the guts to do things a little bit differently and set some boundaries that most mm-hmm. people are just too afraid to set, you're going to be by default seem different. What I love about what you were saying earlier before you went into this great example scenario. So thanks for sharing all that advice. Um, you said, don't be so agreeable. And I think that that, Maybe for some women, of course, not speaking for all, I think we grow up and we sort of are taught to be easy to work with, whether it's like on a date or um, in the workplace or really in any instance in life, even in friendships. So I love that you said, don't be so agreeable. And I think what you're really saying is like by setting boundaries, it really just means being yourself, like show up by like being who you are. 
because yeah, don't, you don't, be don't want to fake exactly. Yeah. And and if that means being difficult and saying like, hey, I don't I don't eat fish or whatever it is, like just do it. Don't like swallow the fish, <laughs> just so you think that the guy's having a nice time. Yeah, listen, if I set up a date with a girl, and I'm like, well, where do you want to go? And and I make a suggestion, and she goes, actually. Have you ever been to this other place? I really like it. That that one place you suggested is not my favorite. Immediately, I think she's someone who has an expectation about life. And immediately, subconsciously, I'm thinking, all right, well, I can't just do whatever. And, and I can't just show up and make her happy. I have to do things. You know, she has like, she has an opinion and not, might not be for every guy, but I think most guys appreciate just someone who's just like, interesting, you know? Right away, you've, she's pointed out something that she doesn't love and something that she likes better. And just doing that, you, you're going on a date with someone who's willing to rate things, right? And I think a lot of women go on dates worried about a guy like rating them and thinking, comparing them to things, right? Mm-hmm. So be the person who's like sets that expectation of like, just change it up. Guy suggests another place. Have another place that you'd like to go to. Uh, right Make- away, just that subtlety of just setting, like letting him know that, you know, you have things that you like and things that you don't like. Could that, could that ever, um, I want to say bite you in the ass. Could that, ever, what's the, what's the phrase? Burn back. What am I thinking of? Again, only if you overdo it. Backfire, like he, backfire. He, oh, if, Nick, can that backfire? And then would the guy be like, this girl's really needy? You know, or like, or she's when not letting me take extra, the reins. Or she like... Uh, again, it's just, everything's a balance. I mean, mm-hmm. if on the first date, he's like, if he suggests something you love, go, you know? And just be like, oh my God, that's my favorite place. Like, have an opinion about it. Just don't be like, whatever, you know, I'll go wherever you want. I'm just happy to be here. Right, right. Uh, you know, don't, don't be difficult for the sake of being difficult. Don't, you know, I'm just saying have an opinion, you know? Share things that you like, share things that you don't like. That's needy is a whole different story. Needy is give me attention, love me, uh, pay attention to me. You know, those are like vague demands that sometimes women do when they feel insecure that just annoy the shit out of guys. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. That's a whole other thing we can get into. However, I have a question in front of me that I really like and I think is important for girls to hear and advice that I've always dished out on my own, even when I was single and not to like hurt Naz by any means, but it was 
definitely the excuse that the guy that she was so heartbroken over used. The question that you answered on Instagram this week was, the guy says he's not ready to be in a relationship with me, but he still wants to talk and hang out. And you bluntly say to him, you're better than being alone, but not good enough to be his only option. And the guy was like always telling Naz, you know, like he wasn't in a place in his career. He was trying to establish himself. And then he goes and gets into what would be his relationship with his wife, like six months after Naz. No, 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 no. That was like years later. Really? Yeah. That was a different girl. This guy like bulldozed from girl to girl. But yes, you are right, Ashley, in the sense where he, he used he just, as an example. He just moved to LA as and he an was excuse. like, I just moved, you know, and, and I sort of stuck around Nick because I was like, he just moved, you know, I got to give him time, but it's so great, you know? So it, it, you're absolutely right in that sense, Ash. I yeah. always that? say like, the also, career thing's an excuse. Uh, here's oh, the is, thing. That's a great question for men. Is career... Is, is that for men? Because a lot, a lot of us think guys have to be in a place to be. It depends right. what you what do you, what do you mean by excuse, right? And how do you answer this? If I were to oversimplify, one an, a answer I've given many times in different ways is: Listen, at the end of the day, we make a, the time for the things that we want in our lives, mm-hmm. the things that are the biggest priority for us. We make the time for, right? And those things constantly change. Like just because I say uh, some vague Blake and statement like, you know, right now at this point in my life, I'm focused on my career. And that for all intensive purposes might be a very true statement. But it does not change the fact that tomorrow I could meet someone who knocks me off my feet and they instantly right. become a priority for me. Right. And what I mean by that, so when you ask other variations of that question, it's like, well, he doesn't want to settle down, blah, blah, blah. I'm simply saying that, Right now, the job is the bigger priority or whatever it is that he's focused on is the bigger priority than you are, right? right. right. And that can change and, and you're, you're not the priority, you know? And, and, and also like, that's the thing sometimes I think men and women will, will well, what is, it, what is it like for a guy or what is it like for a girl? For most of these things, men and women are the same. Like men and women get excited about, they, we, we, people are different in how they, handle excitement but men and women get excited and handle excitement the same way you know so i always say like what would you what did a guy do well oh what would you do why what would be the answer for you if you say this to a a guy well i'm just focused on my career right now but you like hanging out with him he's nice you know maybe once in a while you hook up but like what's the reason why you don't want to be in a relationship with this guy generally that's usually the same reason why he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you and deep down it's because you're just like i don't know like I feel like maybe there's something better out there for me. Wait, I do want to... I think it's interesting to end on this because... Okay. Because Ask Nick is usually... Or Ask Nick or Questions with Nick has a lot to do with him um, seemingly getting it, right? What is a question that you get that you just don't get? That you just can't have an answer to? I love that question, Ask. I mean, I've I've never... <laughs> not had some sort of answer. Also, like, keep in mind, you know, I'm, I, I, like, I do speak in front of, I'm not an expert, right? I'm just a guy with an opinion, right? Yeah. Who's just going to give you an honest assessment of what I think, right? So, um, if I get, if I don't get a ton of information, you know, sometimes the answer is, I mean, the best way to answer your question, sometimes the answer is, well, I don't know. You got to let it play out. You know, there might be multiple mm. 
options, right, mm-hmm. to a, a, a situation, you know, and that right. situation is like, well, you know, sometimes it's those vagueness of like, who's at fault, right? And maybe that's how I answer your question. Like, if someone's calling in to see like, well, I'm doing this and they're doing this, whose fault is it, right? Well, I don't yeah. know. You know, it kind of just, it might depend. And also like, what do you want, right? I often ask a question to people, whether it's on my podcast and not on questions with Nick because I don't have the, the privilege of, or opportunity to ask follow-up questions, but especially with friends, very early on when someone's venting to me, I'll stop them and say, well, what do you want, right? What do you really want? And be specific about what you want, right? Because sometimes I think we forget about what we want and then based off what you want in the situation or whatever, what, what outcome do you want can really change people's answers, Right, And so sometimes getting them to figure out what they want. And if they don't know what they want, I can't give them an answer because sometimes it's unclear what people want. You know, Sometimes when you ask yourself that question or you get asked that question, you're like, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know. But I know I feel about something. I'm mad. You know, I'm hurt. But I don't know what's going to make me happy. You know, that's one of those things where like, I, I, I sense that he's leaving. Well, do you want to get married and have kids with him? I'm like, well, I don't know. I do want him to like me, though. <laughs> well, know? that's what Lauren's always said. If Lauren were here, yeah. she'd be like, you know how it's like every time she's like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of over him. But the thing is, I need him to still want me and not yeah. want anyone else. It's all because all at the at the root of everything, at the root of life, we just all want to feel like we belong. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I yeah. guess to answer your question, I can't tell you who, who's your person or not. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Like, going back to you but wait, and Jerry. What is a question that you just don't? So, is it, it's just, just nuanced, says, it's nuanced questions like that where you're just like, when people just don't know what they want, essentially. Well, you're, I guess you're asking me if I've ever been stumped. I mean, I'm always going to give my opinion, right? No, not stumped. Like, something you could have an answer to, but you're just like, why do people keep asking this? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, you're right. You're like, I, I'm stumped by that too. Like that's like a rule of dating that I also just like don't get. Oh, then it yeah, then it is. Well, so. I guess I do get it, and I don't mean like I'm, I'm not trying to sound like. Listen, the reason why we ask, I often on questions with Nick, right? Once once a week, there's always some person who asks a question like, "Do you ever get bored of answering the same questions?" Right. And the truth, I've been doing this for two years on my Instagram, and they're very similar with a lot of the same questions, and I answer the same question in similar ways differently. And the reason why, I don't wonder why, because like to your women's point, it's like it's matters of the heart. We have to sometimes hear things over and over. We have to hear them in different ways before they register. Everyone's or, different. Or experience we, them yeah. or go through multiple heartbreaks to really like learn from it. So I don't, I don't, I'm not even confused as to why because we care. Because the end, you ask the question of like, well, because when we care, when we feel vulnerable or insecure, when we're afraid of the answers that we know might be true, we're trying to find different answers that might make us feel better. And that's why they keep coming up. You know, we have a hard time accepting the truth. You know, again, sometimes I keep like the greatest liar we'll ever know is ourselves, you know, and there might be times where I've said things where both of you pushed back and I'm not saying I was right and you were wrong, but it, sen- it sounded like I might have struck a nerve. You know, and sometimes it's we. Uh, but sometimes I, I think sometimes I think that you strike a nerve because you think you're just telling someone the brutal truth, and 
in reality, the honest truth is you strike a nerve because it comes off as if that is the one and only way. Yeah. No, like, this is 100% uh, yeah. what it is. And it's like, well... But I've never yes, said that. Yes, most likely. No, you never say it. It's, it's, the it's tone. in the it's in the connotation. It's yeah. well, you do say it sometimes. You you said it in the first thing that we were debating, which was you were like, I can tell you, Naz, a hundred percent. If I was a ghost, and it's like, roll no, back, you can't. Roll, I'm telling what, you, right what, now, wait, I wasn't. What, roll back the tape, and I'm pretty sure I said something not like a hundred percent, but I said I don't know for sure, and I can't prove it, but I'd be willing to guess. That you probably did X, Y, or Z. Oh, yeah, you are right. You said, I'd be willing to bet. But you were like, I'm, but you said, I'm almost like a thousand percent certain. And it's, and (laughs) it's that certainty, which I believe people should question you on. No offense, but it's like, based off what? You know, like this is such a gray area. No offense taken. I'm not right about everything. I'm, what I, yeah. And I don't judge people for going to you for advice anyway. But, uh, you know, I I think think you're very good at advice. They're, listen, well, I think people need to know they're going to you for advice, not a therapist, not like a licensed counselor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an opinion. I'm just a guy with an opinion. That's what I'm saying. It's more opinion. It's not even advice. And I just want to be clear. I, I love that you do it. I love reading them. I respect you. I respect your opinion in many instances. I just don't take it as Bible. You know what I mean? And I, and I just think that people should do that with anyone in life. Like it's at not, the end of the day, you take, you take in certain opinions and thoughts and advice. And most likely the people that love you are right. But so maybe it, not be, it may not be right advice for you right now or in the moment. Yeah, well, that's also an interesting point too. Is that like you, know, you? I go. You go back to you say right advice right now. If you come, like, I had a friend who went through a breakup recently, right? She called me up the first night. She was devastated. I just listened. It was like raw. I didn't like give her any hard truths, right? And then I checked in from time to time. How you doing? You okay? She didn't really get back to me, and I knew that she just like, she wasn't ready to talk to me. Mm-hmm. What she was doing was reaching out to all her other friends who would either listen or just agree with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally she asked me to come over and I spent three hours dishing some hard truths. And one of those hard truths was the last time I had talked to her and I asked her like, oh, how are things going with so-and-so? And she described, and I, I had like no opinion. I was like, I thought she was gonna be like, oh, it's great, you know, da 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 and to my surprise, she described this relationship as if it was like, it was totally fine. Very unexciting. unexciting. Uh, she described it, the equivalent is if you like, if I said, how's your car? And your car was like in a totally reliable used Camry, which is a totally fine car. It's fine. It's reliable. It gets you from point A to point B. And then when she broke up with him, she was describing the relationship as if she you know, had her dream car that got stolen. And I'm just like, I wanted to, po- you know. So anyways, I get it. You're, you're some, there's a time and a place. You, sometimes you're ready for it. Sometimes you're not. And I am simply just pointing out possible scenarios in which you might be lying to yourself about things that are only going to, uh, and again, if you want me to, if you're asking me what I think about what this means, there's a good bet that it could mean something. And it, I could be totally wrong with the information that you're giving me. If it's like if 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 you were to summarize the general differences between Naz and I, like Naz has no problem and like I want to bask in the emotions of it and I want to 
I don't want to dismiss the emotions. If this is how I feel, then it's, I'm justified to feel it. And I would agree with that. If everyone's justified to feel how they feel. I can't in any way tell someone how to feel. But if you want my opinion about what the other person might be thinking and what the truth might be that we have a hard time admitting to ourselves regardless right. of how we feel, right. this, there's a good chance it's this. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And I love you for that. And I, and I will say you are right about a lot of things. And, and I would go to you for advice, especially with guys, even though I haven't. But I think you're absolutely right. I think I skew more towards empath. For me personally, as a, as a human, it's really important for me to be sad if I'm sad, to allow myself the space to be sad, because that's what makes me really happy on days that I'm happy is because I know what it's like to feel sad. So um, I I believe, I think love is magic. I think like when you meet someone and you connect and you go home and you're thinking about them, I think that's like the, one of the only forms of magic, probably aside from childbirth and other things I haven't experienced yet that are, that's like the closest we'll get to magic on earth. So I do have, I have romanticized it a lot in a way, but I am not so far gone that I don't realistically see everything you're saying does have, um, does have like weight. You know what I mean? I would agree. I think love is magic too. But it makes me sad because I feel like you don't think love is magic anymore. No, I, well, I think love is magic. What I don't think and where I think me might disagree is I, I think there can be beauty and heartbreak for sure. But I think a lot of people, and I used to make this mistake again, I I don't think heartbreak is magic all the time. And I don't think we always should glorify our heartbreak as an excuse to extend it if we can have control over our emotions. Right. And I do think I yeah. do think there are boundaries. I do think there are timetables. And I do think often people make their heartbreak worse and they glorify it by confusing it with love. Mm-hmm. Okay. I respect I your it. opinion. I don't agree, I but I respect. All right, well, Nick, thank Nick, you very I much. Miss you. Quite an experience. I I appreciate your time, your thoughts, your brain power, and your, your feelings, heart. your presence over <laughs> Zoom. Always great talking to you, ladies. All right, bye. All right, love you, friend. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Check out Nick's podcast. Wait, tell them where to find you and all the things. Obviously, oh, they and obviously the know, Patreon. But... You got to talk about the Patreon. Oh, the Patreon and your coffee table book. Well, well, that's not for that's a couple. That's for a while, that's yeah. for a while. Got uh, it, got it. Listen, if you're interested in, in uh, me uh, having a very much lighthearted conversation <laughs> uh, with a bunch of women from my season and just talking about memories we have and behind the scenes of The Bachelor, uh, it's everything you hope for and more. And check that out. Uh, commercial free. You guys. Do not sleep on that. It is unreal. It is like worth every amount of time. You guys, uh, check it out. He, he interviews fun. Vanessa and then later this month, can you announce that now? This is coming out on Monday. Can you announce who you're also interviewing? Uh, Jen Savion has agreed to do it. We haven't recorded yet. So. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I had a very honest conversation with Jen recently. And if we record that, I think it would be something that people would probably be interested in. I would Fuck be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the ins and outs of that one. Uh, Same. I don't think anybody does. That's why it's so intriguing. So we'll uh, hope I'll, I'll I'll update people if it happens. Hopefully, Damn, I forgot about that. Friday. You've had so many romances in life. I have like none. I forgot about that uh, one. The Gen one's interesting just because I think there was a lot of questions that she had about how things went down uh, versus questions I had or just right. perceptions and just 
from our relationship before paradise, paradise, after paradise, me being the bachelor, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, there's always his side, her side, and the truth, you know? So. Uh, yeah. All so, right. So uh, check that out. And Vanessa and I talk a lot about our, our points of view and our breakup as well. Wow. So I interesting. It. It's really, really good. So you guys. All right, guys. Yeah, check that out. It's just type in it bio. in, right? Nick Vi. Okay, there you go. Go to Nick Patreon, Vi. type in my name, or go to my Instagram and you'll find it, or my Twitter. Okay, great. Sounds good. We love you, Nick. Bye, Thank Nick. You guys too. All right. We appreciate yeah. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast.